Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to E-Ticket to Broadway. Where Broadway meets Main Street. <laughs> Here's your host, my pal, David Alpert. <laughs> Hello, E-Ticket to Broadway listeners. I'm thrilled you've joined me for another episode of the only podcast where I ask the tough questions. Like, would you rather get stuck on It's a Small World or the Hall of Presidents? The correct answer is, of course, It's a Small World. Take a moment and think about the magic that is walking down Main Street and spread that magic to everyone you encounter both online and in person. Let's do as Mickey does and spread positivity and take care of those around us. Now is a great time to follow eTicket to Broadway on Instagram and leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts. We love hearing from you, the listeners. On this episode, I get to chat with one of the stars from the hit TV series Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. She made her mark on Broadway in Evita, In the Heights, and If Then, as well as on the road in A Chorus Line, and on many TV series like Modern Family and Sesame Street. Please welcome to E-Ticket to Broadway, Gabrielle Ruiz. Gabrielle, thank you for joining on this podcast. It's so fun to have you here to talk about all things Disney and Disney parks. Are you ready? As ready as I can be, let's do the Disney. Let's do it. So um, you are from Texas originally, yes? I am. South Texas. You got to be specific, man. Texas is big, like super south. Like where the Weather Channel, like where the Weather Channel cuts off Texas, <laughs> that's where I'm from. That used to be the joke for everyone that's 30 and above. They understand exactly what the I'm talking channel, about. Totally. Well, I mean, I'm from Michigan and the Lower Peninsula. So All we right. have that in common. Is Michigan the glove thing where you have to put yeah. your hand out? Yeah, yeah, I know that 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 I know. I've seen that. And you point to your palm. Yeah, totally. But <laughs> if you're from Texas, you're kind of between Florida and California. So did you go to Disneyland or Disney World as a kid? We were Disney World people. Like three days in a row, got the hotel. We actually we had family in Florida as well. So that was a perfect excuse to see family, be there for a while. And I re- there, were, there were a lot of memories of my mom, maybe on the third day saying, I can't take it anymore. No more <laughs> roller coasters. <laughs> she like Disneyed out. She maxed out 
on the third day. So we stopped but doing that. But at Disney World, you can like, I mean, that's like a full week because you could do Epcot and Animal Kingdom and it's a lot of it's studios. a lot of themes, a lot of themes, a lot of a walking, lot of and a lot of kids. We were even the '90s like matching outfits as a family. Like no. we're all the same. Where print. are those photos? Um, they're they probably in storage. I will ask my mom to see if she would be willing to go dig for them. Do you remember any of like a specific <laughs> outfit that you were like? I mean, 90s was block colors. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> like my grandfather wore the same thing. Or maybe it looked like a curtain, like a curtain you put in your window. But we did the matching outfits to make sure we wouldn't get any, like nobody would get lost, you know? So nobody had iPhones yeah, of course. Then, or trackers, you know? No. No, that's why you would dress like the Von Trapp children in the curtain. You know, <laughs> Maybe like, that's what exactly. I'm getting confused. Yeah. <laughs> no, when I was at Disneyland as a kid, we'd always have to, if we got lost, we'd go to town hall because we didn't have cell phones. Oh, that's smart. Everyone goes to town hall. You go looking for everyone at town hall. Yeah, we didn't, we weren't that smart with that Yeah, strategy. but if you get lost like in critter country, that's a long walk to town hall. <laughs> that's a long walk. <laughs> so do you remember um, any specific memories besides the, you know, matching outfits from Disney World? Or my mom having her meltdown. Um, yeah. <laughs> I remember, um, I, I hope this is right, the Tiki Tiki Room. Yeah, of course. The Tiki Tiki Room, I guess I was always just a musical kid. I remember, and a dancer, and I just loved watching those animatronic birds dance for their lives. And the harmonies and the shimmies and the feathers, just so cute. It's still cute. Did you get up and dance? I probably did. I mean, yeah. give me a moment. I mean, I won the Macarena Award like at a basketball game once, and like I was, I thought I was famous, and I was like, I'm gonna be a star. And so I probably can guarantee you that I you danced. You are a star. <laughs> and, and when you go to Disney World or Disneyland and you dance at the Tiki Room, they're like, "Do you know She's who that is? She's gonna be a star." Yeah. Yeah. And they said that to me last year, just so you know, when I went and danced in the Tiki Tiki Room. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> Now, speaking of kind of your early dreams of of uh, being a theater kid, so many of your fans know you from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, but you are a Broadway girl. I'm a Broadway broad. Listen, yeah. my last memories are with you on an If Then. Yes. Yeah. Elena and others. Elena and others. <laughs> exactly. You covered that. And Jen and you... Colella. I covered Jen. Yes. Which yep. was, I got to do that, that track for a week and I... I feel like if I could sing like the Viking that Jen Colella is for eight days in a row, and I understudied Mandy Gonzalez and In the Heights too. Let's just drop that one. But and I did that for a week. But Jen's role in that show, I mean, it's just, I mean, I so I patted myself on the back for quite some time to accomplish that feat, that that marathon. <laughs> it was so fun. That was a fun time. But you yeah. know, in addition to In the Heights and If Then, you weren't on tour in a chorus line. I mean, oh, yeah. that is. That is who you are. You know, you are this singing and dancing and acting fierce woman. Thank you. I, I feel very lucky to have done a chorus line. I learned a lot how to be a professional performer, how to discipline myself. I couldn't have Chinese food right before that opening number because then and then stand on that line and burp, you know, and yeah. learned like how to do a show eight times a week. And so with that, being able to do that professionally, also in New York on Broadway, I also did a Vita and um, some classical, you know, dance and singing. And um, I'm very proud of those years. And they they will come back. I know they will. 
and for me to come back to New York and perform. However, to bring that kind of discipline into Crazy Ex-Girlfriend was such a treat and an honor to like represent New York uh, performers in that way. It was really cool because like a third of the cast were musical theater veterans. A third were like improv improvisation people from UCB and other places. And then the other third were stand-up comedians. So we all got to learn from each other in that way. So when we did like a big musical number, they would look up to us a lot and we we uh, teach them all tricks. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever want to perform at the parks? At the theme parks? I yeah. feel um, for Disneyland or World specifically, I don't even think I dreamt that big in middle school or high school. I remember in college I auditioned for probably some theme park, maybe like Six Flags in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. And um, I learned in college that I didn't want to do cruise ships. So that kind of theme park feel, I was never like in love with Disney in that way to want to work there. Cause I, cause my mom would always say, she's like, you don't want to work at the mall. Cause you don't want to hate the mall. You know, like you, you just, sure you might be there too much. And you, you know, the curtain reveals itself on some things that you don't want to know and you just want to love it. So I think I might've like translated that into Disney theme park occupational yeah. opportunities. <laughs> that's, that's bold coming from your mom though. She's like, I hate Disney world. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think she kind of got burnt out. And then I think summers became at that point anyway, like around maybe 13, cheerleading camps, dance camps. You know, uh, my sister was like an elite or whatever those elite volleyball things were. And then college just got serious. So with Oklahoma being my college origin, they were just too far away for all of us to meet up again. Sure. So when was the first time that you went to Disneyland in California? As an adult, crazy enough. So I'm the youngest from on both sides of my family's like grandchildren. So maybe that's also why like Christmas kind of petered out in high school. Like the whole big like everyone comes home, like everyone gets together. Everyone's sort of like getting married and having kids, moving out of South Texas. Austin is five hours away even. San Antonio's four. So like it's far. Like everything's just far. And so um, we kind of petered out the Disney World traveling thing because of extracurriculars and my sister went to college and stuff like that so the first time I went to Disneyland ever it was always world in my adolescent years Disney World was on tour with the chorus line when we were in California for tour we were in Los Angeles and it's obviously smaller it's one theme like one big thing like instead of like 10 million like Epcot and all that at Disney World And I was blown away. I was this whole new kind of like romance with Disneyland happened. And I love the simplicity of it and how original, how classic, how more classic it feels because Disney World is great. It has its amazing perks and then some, but there's always nice, there's always nice, there's a nice feeling to kind of just like take a step back and just like be nostalgic and see like a few things at a time. And you can kind of nail that park in a day even. Yeah. As I've said on this podcast, and we'll say to anyone that will listen to me, Disneyland is theater, Disney World is film. Oh, that's exactly yeah. right. That makes complete sense. I agree. And, but we have a you know parallel experience, except for my first trip to Disney World was in 2012. Oh, so wow. I'd already been living in New York for about five years, and I'd been to Disneyland Paris uh, as a kid a couple times, mm. but I, I grew up at land. So when I went to Disney World, it was this place is so big. Yeah. Like you have to take how many things of transportation to get to the park? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's a lot. Yeah. And I I just, 
like, again, there was maybe about a good 15 years where I didn't do any Disney at all. And I, it was a really cool revival of, of a relationship, I have to say. And I just thought I learned it all in my adulthood. So it was just fun to like, feel like a kid again and, and see, oh my gosh, the moment. Can I just get into this Mickey Mouse story real fast? You, this is the time to this get into the, the Mickey moment. So like you go as an adult and you're like, okay, I'm going to have a good time. I'm with my friends. Sure. Maybe I'll get a drink. I can drink now. Right. And I was like, you know, I'm just being with my friends. But then you get to Disneyland. You're like, oh, this is legit. This is really great. I feel like a kid looking a kid again. It's a small world after all. And it's becoming like evening. And I think we're leaving at this point. And Mickey Mouse walks onto the streets. And it's like Palm Sunday in the Bible where everyone is like, oh, it's Mickey Mouse, it's Mickey Mouse. Oh my God, it's Mickey Mouse. I even, I'm like, oh, it's Mickey Mouse. <laughs> and I'll never forget it. Like all, all these hands are touching his, the hem of his garment, you know, like, like everyone's like Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse. I just, I just, can I just get a picture? Can I just be in the same space with you? And he's like, of course, fantastic. Cause he's Mickey. And I'll just never forget how famous, how starstruck I was. And he earned it. Like the whole persona, the whole entrance, the friendliness, the sweetness from age 99 to nine, like everybody was just in yeah. awe, including it's myself. It's universal. <laughs> it was incredible. They're doing it right. I've never seen Mickey not smile. Every time I see him in the parks, he's smiling. He's always smiling. He's always happy. I'm so grateful that he's grateful that I paid a ticket to go, you know, and just <laughs> he's so happy, as, you know, for the patrons that are there as well as just happy to see us. It's perfect. <laughs> this is exactly what this podcast is about. I was so impressed with his professionalism. <laughs> like he's just, he was like, he got the buttons on. He, his, 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 his pants were he like, he just got it, you know, just got it from the cleaners. It was very of impressive. Course. It's always interesting because it's, it's Disneyland, but is Mickey like the mayor of Disneyland or just a VIP? Like what is his role at Disneyland? God. <laughs> yeah, think of the God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, <laughs> I'm not kidding. It was very, it was very, I mean, I'm a Christian person and like the hem of his garment moment, like he's on Pump Sunday. It was like, <gasps> like everyone was just like pants, like everyone was just like salivating and whispering, but also not worthy. You know what I mean? In the same space. <laughs> yeah. It was very holy for me. When you were growing up in South Texas, did you watch a lot of the Disney movies? All of them. Absolutely. I still know them all by heart. I know all the timing of the scenes. For some reason, okay, so my husband and I, this is kind of a weird story, but my husband and I, well, when Philip was dating me, who you met during If Then. Yes, of course. We got married. And then we moved to LA. But he learns that I like a tidy house when I go to bed. Like, I don't do it in the morning. Like, and he calls it, it's, it's nothing sexy, I swear, but it's called the bed dance. He's like, you just do this bed dance. Like before you get to bed, you have to clean the, clean the kitchen, fluff the pillows, fold the blankets. And so during the bed dance the other night, <laughs> imagine what you want, but really I'm like cleaning up. It's nothing sexy. And he put on the little mermaid. So oh. we got Disney plus through my sister-in-law. Thank you, Sarah Howell. And Le passant, le passant. Like every <laughs> single moment I knew, what is this? And like, I didn't have to watch it. I still know it by heart. Yeah. So I grew up watching all of them, except like, 
we weren't allowed to watch Fantasia. Okay. Fantasia we... is terrifying. Night on Bald Mountain, <laughs> Chernobog. My family knows this about me. It is terrifying. Horrific. There's a lot of very intense imagery in that movie. There's imagery. I think my parents didn't want to ask us certain questions about wizards being Christian folk, but oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, why did the broom dance? You know? And so, and also my sister was always kind of a scaredy cat between the two of us. So my sister wouldn't sleep well. And so my mom was like, forget it. We're just not going to watch it. Funny enough, her daughter's the same way. And, um, so we watched them all to answer your question. And we had like all those plastic VHSs in this specific armoire yes. in the second floor between the the hallway of my sister, my bedroom and my sister's bedroom, the hallway, that armoire was our Disney armoire. Yeah. You and I are only a few months apart of being born. Yes. Um, so we experienced Disney the at the same age. <laughs> and it truly like the, the renaissance of Disney films, yes. like kind of matched right when we were becoming kids. Mm -hmm. And it really had an impact on us. And I have to tell you, this past Christmas, it was the Passanchian Christmas year. So we were able to hang out with my brother-in-law's twins, who are two. They're around one or they're around two years old this November. And Disney Plus gives you this opportunity to literally feed them all the nostalgic renaissance of that era that we grew up on. And I started watching Bambi with them. And I'm like, this is still a very sad movie. I cannot yeah. watch that scene when the mom dies. I literally walked out of the room. Spoiler David. alert, if you haven't seen Bambi. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows they let you they let they they suck you in like finding Nemo. It always happens. The mom yeah. dies and your heart cries and you are in. You want to know what happens, how do they survive? Disney does it to us all the time, over and over and over, and I literally had to walk out of the room. I couldn't handle it. I still can't handle it. <laughs> we should move on. I don't want to go put you through this again. <laughs> I'll just sing, le paso, le paso. <laughs> that makes me happy every time. <laughs> so let's talk about you're an adult. You are going to Disneyland. Is it, do you find yourself when you Instagram, you know, these photos around the parks, do you always use the Valencia filter? Do I use the Valencia filter? You know, I did in season one a lot. And then now, luckily, with the music theme, like the music thing you can put in, a lot of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend songs are there. But like, I'm one of those professional performers that like doesn't watch musical theater. Sorry, everybody. I don't. And I don't like watch Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I watch it and like I tweet about it and I'm happy that it worked out. I'm happy the scene didn't get cut. That's what I'll watch it. And then like I see it once and I'm like, got it. You lived it. So the Valencia fi filter, uh, yeah, I use it a lot. Do I use it like <laughs> um, purposely now? Nah. Nah. Do you have any specific things that you always want to do when you go to the parks? Um, I am a huge roller coaster person. I love roller coasters. I mean, the scary ones, the flip ones, the fast ones. I am like, strap me in and let's go two times. Like, I'm that person. So I'm going to say one of the roller coasters. You tell me whatever word comes to your mind. Okay, oh, you ready? Oh, gosh. Okay. Space Mountain. Eh, it's okay. <gasps> Sorry. Sorry. I'm like, what? It's okay. It's okay. You can, you can see, like, I know I'm in this big building and I'm supposed to not see anything, but you, there's little cricks. Like, if you're there during the day, you can kind of see it and the, you can kind of see the sunlight pierce through and I'm just like, meh, I know where I am. Okay, well, sit in the back. 
I'm not in space. Okay. I'm not in space. I know I'm not in space. Okay. Uh, Big Thunder Mountain. Which one's that? Um, it's like the rocks and the goat and the dynamite. Oh, that one's super fun. Yeah. Okay. Um, the Matterhorn. You have to explain it to me which one they are. I don't go the like, Matterhorn. I don't go every week, David. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> I don't even live in California and I go every week. <laughs> the Matterhorn is uh, in Fantasyland and Tomorrowland as well, but it's a the big giant mountain that's snow capped and the abominable snowman is chasing you. Oh, that one's cute. That one's super cute. Cute. <laughs> Love it. It's okay. Oh, that's fun. Fun. It's cute. Cute. Okay, so let's talk about the Incredicoaster in okay. California Adventure. Have a seat. Hold my beer. Let's just talk about the Incredicoaster. The moment it starts, the countdown, you go 500 miles per hour. It's amazing. I mean, yeah. you are just like, you are in. And I'm that person that hands up all the way, screaming, enjoying it the whole time. And and just like, of course, I also love The Incredibles. Such a fun movie. All of them are. And the loop, the loop-de-loop, the sensation of not knowing like which way it's going to go. I just, the speed. I am, I am the need for speed roller coaster person. Had you been on it before it was changed to the Incredicoaster? I believe so. I believe so. Yeah, California Screaming. Yes, California Screaming. And it's just that start. The countdown, that start, yeah. that start just, it it just, I mean, I'm speechless. It just makes me so happy. <laughs> it's great. And when it smells like cookies, and then you buy a cookie when you're done. And then you buy a cookie when you're done. <laughs> yeah. It's the magic of Disney. Oh, that roller coaster is so good. I don't, the only kind of roller coasters I don't like are the wooden ones. Like the, there's a wooden one in Disneyland, isn't there? Or in California Adventure. There has to be, because I avoid it at all costs. Maybe it's universal. I, I, Sacrilege. Yeah, I don't Maybe it's think, at universal. Yeah, I honestly can't answer that, which is bizarre, which means I don't think there is one. Old school, like wooden roller coasters, like I just have to go to a chiropractor after. I'm too old for that stuff. Yeah. I mean, the Matterhorn hurts her back. Maybe that's a classic. Yeah, it's a classic, but no, thank you. For loving roller coasters, the Matterhorn truly was the first known tubular steel roller coaster. Interesting. Interesting. And like it opened in 59. So it's been around for quite some time. Wow. Well, I'll just tell you this I am very smart to go with someone that really knows what they're doing at Disneyland or Disney World. I don't brave it by myself. I do not lead. I am not the leader of any theme park bunch or pack. Yeah. That's something I learned when I started bringing people as an adult that I would always say, you know, I've been here so many times. What can I do? Like, what do you, whatever you want to do, right. I'll do it. And the, the response is always, honestly, just take me along for the ride. <laughs> I'll be like, great. Yeah. Yeah. Take me along for the ride. I know some people that um, do like the, really intense like mathematical time crunch thing like if we do this we'll go to this right on time if we do that then we'll catch this right and we'll catch this way we got that speed ticket you know the the whatever fast pass. yeah the fast pass thing that might be a little too much that's where i would draw the line i would probably go along for the ride though if i had like a glass of wine in my hand yeah <laughs> like <laughs> sure. those thoughts are going through my mind but i'm not telling that to my friends yeah exactly in my mind i'm like we're just going to do this next and in my mind i'm like if we don't get there within five minutes Everything, but I don't want them to be stressed. Right. It's not It's not a stressful thing. It's Disney. My question to you is, what's your max amount of people that you go with? Um, You want to keep it an even number. Honestly, like four. I agree. 
If it's more yeah. than four, then it's like, I don't know. What do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? If you want to go there, that's fine. And then nothing happens. Yeah, I hear that. Also, <laughs> just getting like for eating, like you're lucky enough to grab a table. Oh, uh, yeah. A small table. No, just forget four. it. No, I need yeah. to sit down and eat my chicken nuggets while I'm sitting down because they were four, <laughs> they were $16. I'm going to eat these yeah. and I'm going to enjoy them. Oh, silly. We'll be right back. Oh, what's the big idea with these commercials? Oh, this Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered ChampaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for Fast Pass Answers. <laughs> Gabrielle, this is fast pass answers. You're going to have 30 seconds on the clock after I ask the first question. Are you so excited? I'm as excited as I can be. It's like, it's literally like you're about to go on the Incredicoaster. Okay, then I'm really excited. Hit me. Perfect. Okay, ready? Name something that you can buy on Main Street. Disney ears. Mickey Mouse ears. Favorite Disney movie. Rescuers Down Under. Name another cast member from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Rachel Bloom. Favorite Disney character. Mickey Mouse. Favorite ride. Incredicoaster. <laughs> Name a character from In the Heights. Vanessa. Name a snack in the parks. A chocolate candy bar. Name a song Juro. from Little Mermaid. Part of your world. Name a character from Toy Story. Jesse. Time. That was thrilling. <laughs> the Incredicoaster, man. Telling you, I'm always in for two feet in fast. Let's go. But that was so well executed. You you went <laughs> through all bar. of them. I mean, oh, no, how, how generic. And then I was like, churro, churro. You redeemed yourself. <laughs> so Mickey Mouse, favorite Disney character. <laughs> you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. <laughs> and Rescuers Down Under. Yeah. The albatross, Discuss. the albatross moment when the wings span and they fly and the little mouse is flying too. I mean, it's just so great. It's so great. I remember a birthday party and that's the movie that we watched as a kid. Yeah. I think that was the first time I understood romance too. Like romance with story and with visual animals. effects and animals. Like, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I was just like, this is beautiful and I'm in love with it. Not because like he's a prince. You know what I mean? Or it's about a prince. It's about like the love for the animal. The, the I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. It just really affected me as a kid. I don't think I've seen it since I was a kid. Philip puts it on. And I have to say, like, I just, again, you know, I know it by heart. 
So he, he likes to put those on like the classics whenever we're just like doing like work at home and stuff. So it's nice. Thank you, Disney Plus. Thank you, Disney Plus. Thank you, Sarah Howell, my sister-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> I was definitely one of those people that as soon as I could subscribe, like a year before, I was like, I'm getting it. I'll tell you this. Be- Philip has a huge family and everyone has used his Netflix account. Everyone uses our Hulu account. So when I saw the extra little account plus thing on her Disney Plus at Christmas, I was like, Sarah, can I please? And she's like, of course. And Philip and I, before that, we were like, we're not going to be Disney Plus people. Nah, we don't have kids. Fine, whatever. And the moment I got in there, I dove in and I've never returned. I've never come back. It's like the Narnia door. Like you just go in and you close the door. Full on Disney. Goodbye. (laughs) I can't believe I was so like hesitant of it forever. (laughs) We're going to get you. Put on your thinking ears, it's trivia time! Oh boy! So here comes your trivia question. Earlier in the episode, you talked about that Disneyland was small, which hurt my feelings, but it's okay. (laughs) Because many people find it to be small, I find it to be perfect. Within 20 feet, how tall is Sleeping Beauty's castle? Within me standing 20 feet from it? No. Or how tall is it, period? How tall is it, period? And you can be 20 feet too tall or 20 feet under it. So like, for instance, if the answer was 10, you could say 30 and be in the ballpark. She's not that tall. She's actually not that big. Uh, Let me think. Um, I would say like two stories. So how many feet is two stories? I do not know. I work in theater. I would ask <laughs> my too. set designer. <laughs> Let me see. Feet. Feet. Somebody in the podcast listening to this is like, this is such an easy answer. What a bunch of theater people. They can't do Listen, math. I didn't know the answer and I love Disneyland. I had to look it up. Um, I would say two stories. It's really not that tall when you actually go up to it. Okay. So know that like I am six feet tall. If that helps. Hey, Siri. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> you can ask a friend. How, I'm going to ask my friend Siri. How many feet is two stories? Feet is... And we're trusting you. They're not Googling how tall is no, Disneyland's no, castle. No, no, Two stories high. So, yeah, I would say uh, 25 feet. The answer is 77 feet. <laughs> she's not that tall (laughs) and like in disney world it's almost 200 oh my it's a good thing it's a a castle it's not like an apartment building true true i i just think i when you go up to the castle you there's nothing in there it's a walkthrough it's a hallway and so maybe that's what diminishes the height and glamour for me like i'd rather just see it from afar Hot takes. David. On e take it to Broadway. David is I'm like, a little stunned. Woo! Yeah, I'm just really going to breathe through this. Have and a seat on that. accept you for your truth. <laughs> and I know that I have to take you there and explain the history <laughs> and how the top of the castle is kind of spun around and Walt Disney's family album or <laughs> his album, how Walt Disney's family symbol is on the back of it. Oh, see, like all you that know. stuff's fun. So maybe when I walk by, I just feel like I, I thought I was going for the first time. Like, like I thought I was in London. I thought I was in the United Kingdom of like seeing an actual castle. 
Oh, yeah, it's not that. It's not. It's kind of like a theme park castle. So, like, I maybe that just kind of disappointed me and then diminished the height of its glamour. Well, you know what they say, in the heights. <laughs> in the heights. That's not what they say. Are you ready for everyone's favorite game? This is Crazy Ex-Girlfriend Disney Edition. I'm going to read you a question that all deal with breakups in the Disney catalog. But because this is a Broadway meets Main Street podcast, all of the answers are actually Broadway based. Do you trust me? Are you asking your viewers or me? Sure, I trust you. Of course I trust you. Oh, I was setting you up to do Aladdin. Oh, see. Hmm. You trust me? What? Do you trust me? There it is. Perfect. (laughs) Here we go. Number one, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend Disney Edition. In the movie Frozen, Hans and Anna fall in love. And I'm making air quotes as I say fall in love. True. Until Hans shows his true colors, breaks up with her, and breaks her heart. Which Tony-winning star gave voice to this two-faced prince? Santino Fontana. You are correct. Oh, what a good hint of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Ever heard of him? Woo! Yeah. Okay. You're doing very well so far. One for one. One for one. Number two. In The Little Mermaid, Ariel, voiced by Tony nominee Jody Benson, falls in love with Prince Eric, but after dating, again air quotes, the evil sea witch Ursula transforms herself into the human Vanessa Mm. to steal her away, and they walk down the aisle together. Before things unravel, they break up, and Eric and Ariel marry one another naturally. Which Broadway musical did Jodie Benson get her Tony nomination for? Broadway musical? Yep. Jodie Benson? Mm-hmm. Tony nominee. Tony nominee? I have no idea. It was on PBS, filmed live at Paper Mill. What? It's based on the catalog of Gershwin songs. It's wonderful. Oh, my one and only? No, probably. Uh, no. Uh, well, that was that was Twiggy. Um, <laughs> funny thing. I You're in the right, right mindset. It's wonderful. That's also um, nice work if you can get it. You're totally in the right mindset. Um, uh, it's called. Well, here's another hint. The name of the musical is very similar to the name of the TV show you were on. Oh, crazy for you! There wow, it is. strike three. I got it. <laughs> You got it. Sports. Okay. Crazy ex-girlfriend Disney edition. In Aladdin, the evil sorcerer Jafar forces Jasmine to marry him. But then Aladdin returns from a frozen wasteland and Jasmine destroys Jafar by breaking up with him. Which Tony Award winning star was the singing voice of this badass woman? Oh, Leah Salonga. You are right. Yay. I got that one. (laughs) And also the singing voice of Mulan. And also was a guest star on season one finale of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Is there nothing she cannot do? No, really. I mean, Philip just played the Les Mis concert, the reunion one, and come on. Come on. And also, she's very nice. And one more thing. She's pretty. (laughs) (laughs) On the inside and And outside. Okay, two more for Crazy Ex-Girlfriend Disney Edition. Okay. Judges, how is she doing? Two out of three. Thank you. Wow. 
sorry, Mickey Mouse is just off. Please tell him. Please tell him I'm a big fan. Oh, he knows. (laughs) Gaston, the chauvinistic Frenchman in Beauty and the Beast, forces Belle to marry her to keep Maurice, Belle's father, out of the insane asylum. Once Belle shows Gaston and the townspeople the beast on the magic mirror, Gaston is like, JK, you cray, we're breaking up. What Copet and Yeston musical did Richard White, the voice of Gaston, star in? Oh my God. This is very specific. Ask me the last question again. Which what? So Richard White, who was the voice of Gaston, starred in a Copen and Yeston musical. Copen and Yeston. Oh, Phantom. Yes. I was like, if you give me the right music, uh, guys, then I'll get it. Yeah. It's very specific when you, that's the biggest hint of that show. It's like there's Phantom of the Opera and then there's Copen and Weston's Phantom. Phantom, which I love. Tom, I did that in Summerstock. Yes, yes, you did. <laughs> it's that score is beautiful. And what's funny is I actually got to do a show with Richard White, and already I was like, oh my gosh, he's the Phantom. And then it was like day two of rehearsal, and I this was before iPhones, right? Wow. So I think I had to like, I didn't go to a library, but I think when I got home, I like went on the computer and I was like, he was the voice of Gaston. That's all I could hear oh, for the rest no, of the run. No, no, I I did a show with Susan Powell. Miss America, who's his wife, and he came to visit us in South Carolina. We were doing 42nd Street, super cute. And um, the minute he said hello to me, I was, I was, I did my best. I did my best to not girl fan out like at Gaston. Were you like, you did your best or you did your best bell impression? No, I did my best, like trying not to get squeamish yeah. or like what, what the three girls, like um, the silly girls. Sil- yeah. I was literally a silly, a silly girl when I met him. And he's yeah. still, I mean, he's not chauvinistic in any way. He's such a nice man and in love with Susan and just like the sweetest, cutest couple. They're so sassy together. And like, he just talks like this and you're just like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, you booked it. Like, you are perfect you are perfect please never change it's really great (laughs) yeah we sat on the couch and like you know watched a movie together it was it was dope with Gaston and Miss America it's a pretty nice it was a pretty nice winter here is your final crazy ex-girlfriend Disney edition you're doing very well oh my gosh thank you you've gotten three correct one incorrect well kind of one with three strikes and i got it so yeah so we're gonna we're gonna say yes so you're four for four (laughs) but i i really have i really think you're gonna do well in this last one okay this is a case of two ex-girlfriends in enchanted with a score by broadway's alan menken and stephen schwartz giselle and edward plan to marry but they both fall in love with others giselle to robert a divorce lawyer and edward to nancy robert's fiance which Tony-winning star played Nancy? Which one's Enchanted? Oh, didn't <laughs> expect that to be the question. Well, Amy Adams was in it. Oh, it's like a film film. It's not an animated film. It's it's mainly film film, you know, like live action, but there's a, a lot of animated components to it. Part of it does take place in Now I'm on board. I have caught up. Ask me the question. You don't have to give me the long version of it, but just ask me the question again. <laughs> Who played Nancy? And spoiler alert, she has a Tony Award. Who played Nancy? Which one's Nancy? Nancy was <laughs> the fiance to the divorce lawyer. Oh, Adina Menzel. Falls... It is Adina Menzel. <laughs> I just had to remember the movie. <laughs> we got the right answer. We it was a it. kind of a roundabout way. Yeah. 
<laughs> Once I remember the actual movie. And she has this beautiful like ball gown scene. I, I remember yeah, it. You did very well <laughs> on this crazy ex-girlfriend Disney edition. I'm so proud of you. Thank you so much. Go Disney. <laughs> now let's hear from some of you. Uh-huh. We put out the ask on social media and your fans were very, very engaged. So uh, we're going to launch right into these questions from your fans. Rebel underscore nur underscore girl. Hey, girl. Asks, if you could be a Latina Disney princess, what would her animal sidekick be? A chinchilla. Perfect. You know, Valencia almost had a chinchilla. There was was one episode where she had a chinchilla on the couch, and then after the first table read, it got cut. So, Oh, well, then here it is in this Disney movie. (laughs) Or musical. I mean, I'm sure it was expensive to rent the chinchilla, so I'm sure that's why I got cut. (laughs) It's the CW. (laughs) So B-U-L-T-M-A-N-717 asks... If you could, what Disney character would you play in a live action version? Oh, Slay. Um, at this age, uh, I, I actually, you know, I thought about this when we were watching The Little Mermaid last night. I would love for that. Like, is her name Vanessa? The Ursula yes. sex, sex, sexy beast. I mean, she's sexy af okay she is fierce she's got that eyebrow pencil going she's got the dress she's got the <laughs> like the laugh is fierce and then they would spin yeah. it off she would have her own spin-off show i'd be vanessa okay. ursula love it heck yeah alana asks is there a particular disney film or song that you have a strong emotional connection to oh be our guest oh okay the moment when he's like course bye course boom that kick that first kick in that orchestration just the mixing that they did and the tempo i mean it's 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 pure genius creation of noise on this earth it brings me chills it brings me tears and i rewind it and i make everyone listen to it just those 30 like that four seconds this next question that comes from brianna does stuff hey girl asks a really wonderful question and she might have been cut off in asking it okay. online but I... but the question reads what if you were mickey mouse <laughs> what if i were mickey mouse i mean if you no question mark it's just if kind of a go it's out there. if you go back to listen to this podcast and you listen the last time i saw mickey he was jesus christ so you're basically asking me what would jesus do in this question like what if i was jesus christ i mean what if i was mickey mouse If I was Mickey Mouse, I would be so happy to greet all the patrons, all the fans, and also those little suspenders and not have to wear a bra. I mean, it's amazing. I would be (laughs) set for life. I think if I were Mickey Mouse, I would like go into like war rooms and be like, hey, everyone, like, (laughs) let's just smile. Like, stop. (laughs) Like, Disneyland on me today. Let's go. Yeah. And I think my first few like months of Mickey life. I would definitely get back in that RV that he has in that first, first animated, that little animated episode and just like travel the world. Yeah. He's got, he's like making corn in the back. He's making corn. He's got a whole backdrop that, you know, accordions in and folds in. I mean, it's amazing. Yes. Yeah. I would take the RV out. (laughs) 
for like half a year too. Like see the parks, right. go see and all you, the you parks. Know, you can do whatever the hell you want. Yeah, just get on my cruise ship with my RV and like take me to Paris. See, boom. Do whatever I want. I'm Jesus. Our, <laughs> Our final question comes from Wibbly Waffle, who asks, "What do you think Valencia's ideal day at Disneyland includes?" <laughs> good question um valencia would probably go see all the theme park like dance shows and probably criticize everyone and then i think she would really at disneyland was the question specifically it was specifically um i think she would really enjoy the star wars park oh galaxy's oh yeah yeah that i was able to do the the single pass on that one the last time I was there and it was so much fun. I would play that. I would, I would take that ride over and over. Valencia would too. And well, I mean, that's kind of the, the full question was, what do you think Valencia's ideal day at Disneyland includes versus yours? Well, we're seeing there's some kind of overlap. I don't think you would be so critical. Well, maybe the shows. <laughs> I wouldn't be so critical, but if you're comparing us and if uh, me, like me and Valencia, that's a theme park picture. I would say she would probably be one of those like weekly people that would go all the time, like secretly by herself. Um, she is a very changed person. She's now going to get married. She's now married. So she would make Beth go with her uh, and they would go like once a month, which is not me. I go once a year, maybe. And when I go, it's very memorable. It's very fun. I have a very good time. I just am not the person that has to go to theme parks in general every month i hear you i accept you <laughs> thank you for letting me speak my truth <laughs> listen i can't have everyone there all the time i want i don't want to wait in lines that long <laughs> i know exactly <laughs> it's time for some tough choices let's play tweedledee or tweedledum this is tweedledee or tweedledum okay. i'm going to give you two options and you let me know which one you prefer the first one star tours or Indiana Jones? Indiana Jones. Yeah. I mean, like, Star Tours is incredible with the visual effects, but yeah. Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. I mean, I look for that big ball that comes through the cave. I mean, it's just everything. It's everything. Do you know, and I will not reveal the Disney secret on this podcast, but do you know the secret behind that room? Well, I know that it dro we drop as it rolls, but... You do, but it's an optical illusion if you think that your Jeep is going backwards, that's all I'm going oh, to say in the podcast. Fun. No, I the I do like rides with like you feel like you're an actual real car, like like the Indiana yeah. Jones one. Totally. Super fun. Tweedledee or Tweedledum, mouse ears or Mickey sweatshirts? Mm, mouse ears. Do you own a lot of them? No, I don't own one. <gasps> Gasp. But if I had to pick one, it'd be mouse ears. I wear the same cat ears every Halloween. Okay, like I wear I wear all black and I put on I don't do costumes for being a professional performer. Well, it sounds like a classic cat and mouse game. <laughs> You're hysterical. And so like the Disney ears. Yeah, I'll wear Disney ears and then I'll put them away and then I'll wear them when I go back to the park. Fair. Tweedledee or Tweedledum, the title song to In the Heights or What I Did for Love. What I Did for Love, hands down. Really? Universal. It, every time I sing it, whenever I'm whenever I'm honored and blessed to be able to have the opportunity to perform it, it means something always entirely different. It's always a growth in my life and in my career that those universal phrases of what we do for love is just it makes sense in a very different way all over again. I love that. 
I um will wake up very early and go to Disneyland. That's what I will do for love. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever done the Halloween like after hour dark thing? You know, Mickey's not so scary. The I haven't. You... It's much bigger in Florida. Yeah. Um, but but I actually don't enjoy the parks so much during the holidays, mm. whether it's Halloween or Valentine's Day or Christmas. You like a classic. Um, I do like a classic. Yeah, I can see that. I respect that. Uh, final Tweedledee or Tweedledum, getting to Disneyland first thing in the morning or staying at Disneyland as late as possible? Oh, first thing in the morning. 100%. Oh, you're a rope drop. Yes. Get up, have coffee, drive, poop there, the whole thing. Love it. I like a woman with a plan. <laughs> Have there been any trips recently to Disneyland that's just stuck out in your mind as a really wonderful time? Again, I don't go often enough to, for one, for the times that I go that are just casual days, I go for events or for moments in my life. Um, some, Especially like if I was touring and not living in LA, I would go to Disneyland. You have to go. But the last time I went, now that I, we live here, um, was... My birthday's in December, and I'm very open about having my miscarriage in the fall. And that happened and completed the whole thing, like, in November. And I told my husband, I was like, I want to go to the happiest place on earth. I want to go and just feel like we did it. We survived it. We're going to recover. We're going to try again. But I don't want to go before my birth. I don't want to go around my birthday because then it becomes about my birthday. I need it to be, like, not not necessarily, like, a celebratory thing, but, like, an accomplishment and a treat and I was very specific on who I invited, and um, I knew Courtney Reed, my good, good, good girlfriend, who you all know as Jasmine on Ill Broadway. Um, she was the perfect person to invite, and also my very, very good friend, Pallavi Sastry, who's also an actress and whatnot. There was five of us that were able to go. Philip has a huge family, like I've mentioned, and he had never been to Disneyland yet, and we're, he's like 35, so it was also a treat to go with a specific group of people that were not too intense, but really knew how to do the park and that were um, able to like, you know, have a few perks. Like we were able to get the little lavalier things, a little like the, the little buttons and stuff like that. And just like yeah. have a fun, happy day. So that was well, you the chose last some time great I went. friends to go with. Yeah, I did. Sure and so you and Pallavi have a great friendship. Speaking of do. friendship, we really do a great podcast together. Yes. Pallavi and I met in summer theater in college uh, performing in Oklahoma and every chapter of our lives, we see each other and connect and kind of like we upgrade together. Like we both moved to New York at the same time. We both start our own businesses and producing in New York. And then, uh, she and I both moved to LA at the same time for work as well. And so she asked me to come on to what are friends for it's in its second season. I am the new co-host and a producer on the show and we're really taking it we're really taking, I would say, our friendship seriously in the sense that we're dedicated in talking like the fun as well as the vulnerable conversations on what it's like to be a friend and have friends in your adulthood. You know, learning friendship when you were as a kid on the playground is very different and even more intense now in a post-quarantine world. Allyship, a lot of topics that aren't specifically just everything you see on social media, but a niche conversation about the same things that are very important. That's awesome. That's really great. Thanks. So as soon as you finish listening to this, check our Instagram page and there will be a link there to go 
listen. Yeah. So the next time you go to Disneyland, whenever that may be, what's the first thing you're going to do? Probably I'm a morning person at these at Disneyland, so for sure get coffee. And then um, I like to look at the merch for a little while. I'm a really like just stroll around and see like who's getting things. And now that I have like nieces and nephews, when I leave, I've gotten better about getting them gifts, not for me. <laughs> you know, get them a little mini or Mickey and stuff like that. Because like my parents did that whenever they would go to Vegas, they'd bring us something. And so now it's my turn to do that, which is super fun. I have two nephews and it's important to me. Anytime that uh, a friend of mine has a child, I will always give them their first Mickey Mouse. But for my two nephews, they got a Mickey Mouse from the Emporium on Main Street. Aww. It was super important to me that they got one from exactly. the happiest place on earth. And we were, the last time I was there was in November. So a lot of holiday Mickeys and Minis were there. And I mentioned the twins from my husband's side. Uh, it's a boy and a girl. So I got them a mini and a Mickey. And I feel like I have to say I'm I did what you did, David. I, maybe I have to continue this tradition that I created yes. without even knowing, introducing Minnie and Mickey to the next generation. Love it. Well, this has been so much fun. Thank you for playing all these fun games and sharing your memories of the parks. David, it was so good to see you. It's been so long since If Then Years. So thank you for reaching out. We got to talk on the phone for a little bit and catch up. And I'm so happy with like 2020 having really positive, fun conversations that are really meaningful too. So thank you for asking Agreed. me. Agreed. Of course. Thank you so much. And we'll see you at the parks. See you at the parks. I think I should have been interviewed on this episode. Oh boy. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.